0: From the radio dial to the cloud and everywhere in between, this is Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, and welcome to episode 8 of Jeff on the Hunt. As always, thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, and today's episode is one I was inspired to do by my friend Sana in Finland. Now, for those of you that don't know, I worked in State College, Pennsylvania at a froggy radio station there for seven years. When I worked in State College, I lived in Belfont, Pennsylvania, about 15 minutes down the road. Really, really close. Anyway, Belfont is a very old pre-American Victorian town. And I am telling you right now, that town was absolutely haunted, including my apartment. So I want to talk about the ghost in my apartment that I lived with for seven years. Now, before you ask, I didn't see anything physical, and maybe you don't even believe in ghosts. Maybe the paranormal's not your thing. Well, the paranormal has been my thing for as long as I can remember, and the idea of ghosts and aliens, all that stuff fascinates me to no end. And after living in a haunted apartment for seven years, I could definitely say that ghosts are real, at least in my opinion, even though I never saw one. The apartment I lived in was actually a very old mini-mansion that was turned into five separate apartments, two downstairs, two upstairs, and one in the attic. And just looking at this house from the street, you look at it, it looks like something out of a horror movie. You're like, yeah, that's where all the stuff goes down in this movie. There's some kind of entity in one form or another that's in this apartment building. Now the activity started pretty soon after I first moved in. I had left for work in the morning and I had a stereo in the living room. Nothing fancy, but a stereo system that you would actually need to physically turn on with a power button. Didn't use the remote, didn't even have the remote at this point in time. So how it would turn on, really have no idea without me actually doing something to it, I should say. So it was turned off when I left for work one day I got home later on that night, and from outside my front door as I'm getting my keys out, I could actually hear music coming from inside. Now I'm willing to be skeptical, I thought maybe I forgot to turn the radio off before I left for work, maybe there's an alarm on the radio that it turned itself on, it could be anything, but I got inside and sure enough, the radio was on and playing music. Little odd, but I'm willing to write it off as anything could happen the first time. Could have been a power surge, for all I know, that turned the radio on. Didn't think much of it, went about my business. The next morning, I leave for work, and I make sure to check that the radio's turned off before I leave. I know that it was turned off when I left. Got home that night, and sure enough, the radio's on again. Now I'm really starting to think something funky is going on here so I turned it off I actually unplugged it and plugged it back in in case there was something weird going on with the wiring I really gave it a thorough looking over to make sure there was no alarm button somewhere and I could really deduce after doing this that the only way to turn this stereo on is to physically get up and hit the power button so now things are getting a little more interesting The third day, which would have been a Wednesday, I'm assuming comes now. And before I left for work, I said out loud in the living room to no one in particular, when I get home tonight, I don't want that radio turned on. Please make sure that radio is not turned on when I get home tonight. And I'm not even joking. I got home that night and the radio was not turned on. So within maybe three days of moving into this apartment... I knew that I was not alone, and I was sharing it with something that I couldn't see, and it apparently liked listening to music when it was home alone. So anyway, after making peace fairly quickly that I was living with some kind of entity in this apartment, let me kind of give you an idea of how the house itself was laid out. There was a big wraparound porch out front, which connected my side of the apartment to my neighbors, a very nice elderly couple on the other side of me. They were fine, never heard them, saw them very, very rarely, but very, very nice people nonetheless. The two apartments upstairs were connected by the back hallway. Now, I had my front door on the outside of the building, but I also had a door in the very back of my living room that would have acted more of a fire exit, I guess, but it led to the back hallway, and I could have gone out the back door if I wanted to. A little bit extra, kind of, but whatever, it was nice to have the option should I need it. The back hallway was by far the scariest part of the entire apartment building, as far as I'm concerned, because it was clearly the original architecture, and this house was built in the early 1900s. I forgot to mention that, but I did do the research, and the house was built in, I believe, 1905-1906. The back hallway was the original architecture. It was all wood, wood floors, wooden banisters leading upstairs, the whole nine yards. There was some weird stuff in the back hallway. Uh, There were doors that opened into walls, and I realized later on after the fact that this wall was actually the back of my closet. So yeah, there was a door that opened into the wall of my closet. That was fun to realize. And even the staircase leading to the two upstairs apartments was just very, very freaky, especially at night. It creaked, it moaned, it made all the noises you'd expect an old house to make in that situation. So anyway, there was a small landing on the second floor. You could look outside the window into the backyard, and the entrances to the two upstairs apartments were there. And to this day, and keep in mind, I lived in this apartment building for seven years, I still have no idea where the entrance to the attic apartment actually was. I didn't have to go upstairs too often, maybe a couple times my upstairs neighbor got a little too loud and I couldn't sleep, but that's beyond the fact. I know that there was an attic apartment because people actually lived there over the years. If I didn't see anyone coming or going from that apartment, I never would have believed it actually existed, but that's probably on me. And that's not even the freakiest or best part about what it was like living in this apartment building for seven years the good stuff was actually in the laundry room as i would later discover now that was the one thing about this apartment building i really didn't like my apartment was actually really really great it had a really big living room chandelier on the ceiling. It had the big floor-to-ceiling windows, which I loved. It was just very old-school looking. The one thing I didn't like was the laundry room, being that you actually had to go outside, physically around the side of the building, and enter the laundry room from outside. There was no inside entrance to the laundry room. Now, in the spring, summer, fall, not a big deal, but in winter... Keep in mind, this was a Pennsylvania winter. It got really, really cold and having to go outside to do my laundry was not fun at all. But anyway, as I said, the good stuff was actually in the laundry room. So even though that was basically the basement level because it was beneath my apartment, there was still a further basement even below, basically a dirt pit, but there were steps leading down there and and there was power on the staircase too. Now, I never actually went down in this basement because there wasn't really anything to look at down there it was a dirt floor it wasn't finished or anything now i wish i kind of did because i guarantee you if someone came in and excavated that area they would have found something down there what they would have found i really don't know but if you ever believe there's a situation where bodies are buried somewhere i would take a wild guess and say it was probably in this basement this dirt floor basement Also in the laundry room was the door to the furnace, which was locked wisely. That was locked. Big metal door you couldn't open, you couldn't budge on its own. But there was also another door that was oddly blocked off. There was a lot of stuff in front of this door to make sure no one would get overtly curious and find out what was behind the door. Well, I'm doing laundry one day, and of course, curiosity killed the cat, I'm thinking to myself, I need to see what is behind this door because clearly it's not meant to be looked at, whatever is beyond the threshold of this door. So there are four big tires blocking it, got those moved out of the way. There was a bicycle blocking it, got that moved out of the way. And at this point, I'm actually holding my breath because I didn't know what I was going to find behind this door. No idea whatsoever so i unlatched it and keep in mind this door was an old door there was no doorknob on it just the metal latch to keep it shut so i undo the latch and before i pull it back to open the door i literally was holding my breath now i don't get scared very easily in those situations but i really did not know what i was in for when i opened this door so anyway deep breath pull the door open There's a staircase beyond this door. You heard me right. The door opened to a staircase. A staircase that led to nowhere. Very short staircase. An old-looking staircase, maybe stone, surrounded by stone walls on the inside of this door. And the stairs led to an area that was boarded off. After kind of doing some quick geography in my head, I realized this door the staircase, I should say, actually led up to what would be the floor of my bedroom. And that's why it was boarded off. So apparently at some point, I'm guessing when it was all one big house before it was turned into five separate apartment buildings, this laundry room area and my bedroom were connected. What they originally were used for, I really have no idea. But that was freaky to realize that there was a staircase that was boarded off. That would lead into my bedroom. And that did freak me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. So after getting a flashlight. And actually looking around this very small area a little more. I realized there was writing on the wall. Very nice cursive handwriting. But it was so faded I could not make out what it said. And I'm wondering at this point why there's writing on the wall in the first place. That was weird. And there's also the matter of the red handprint. It was clearly a human handprint, and it was very, very red. Now, it was either someone dipped their hand in red paint and made an imprint on the wall, or it was a bloody handprint, and I am really not sure which it was. To this day, I honestly have no idea whatsoever. I'm guessing when I opened this door, that I probably unleashed the seventh layer of hell, because things actually did get very, very strange, even more so after I opened that door. So my personal opinion is whatever entity was in this building, that was kind of its home base on this staircase with the writing on the walls and the freaky red handprint. One night, I was talking to a friend of mine about this discovery I made, pretty shortly thereafter, and she didn't believe me at all. She thought I was making the entire thing up. So, anyway, I opened the door again. I'm like, well, I'll just take a picture, and there's photographic evidence that this is actually in my apartment building. Let's see what happens. And I may have also been trying to catch something on camera, too, if you believe that's possible. Again, you may or may not. And I will never forget this because my cell phone at the time, it had 15% battery on it. I know that there was still a little bit of juice in there where it shouldn't have died from taking one picture. So I opened the door and I kind of positioned myself in the middle of the staircase to take a picture. And I kid you not, the flash went off, but my phone died immediately. Immediately. And again, if you watch these ghost hunting shows on TV, whether it's Ghost Adventures, whatever one you may have watched before, you know they always talk about entities can drain power. They get their energy from external power sources. And once I realized my phone died from taking this picture, I'm not going to lie, I went and ran back upstairs at that point because that really did weird me out a little bit. That may have been the confirmation for me. That there was absolutely something that I couldn't see in this apartment building. And like I said, the really weird stuff kind of happened after I opened that door. So I unleashed or freed something. I don't know what it was. But keep in mind, my entire life up until this point, I never had sleep paralysis of any kind. I never had any kind of night terrors of any kind. Just not something I ever experienced in my life until... I lived in this apartment, and I opened that door. One night, I fell asleep in the living room, which I did pretty often because my futon was out there, and I could fall asleep watching TV, which I still do a lot to this very day, to be totally honest. But one night, I fell asleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, sometime around there. And my eyes were open, so I know I was not sleeping at this point. I was not dreaming at this point. I was fully awake. My eyes were open, but my entire body, head to toe, stiff as a board. I could not move it whatsoever. I didn't have the energy to move a muscle in my body, which freaked me out because sleep paralysis is a thing. A lot of people have experienced it. I never have up until this point. So when I say it took every single ounce of energy and strength in my body to simply move my head to the right, I mean it took every ounce of strength in my entire body. And what I'm about to say is going to sound bizarre, it is going to sound weird, and you're going to think I have lost my mind more than you may already think I have when I tell you what I saw when I turned my head to the right. When I say I saw two robed figures, standing at the edge of my futon, looking down at me, I kid you not, I saw two cloaked figures, the full grim reaper looking robe, the hood over the head, black robe, head to toe, looking at me. The weird thing was, I wasn't even weirded out by what I saw which you would think I would try and find any way whatsoever to get up and run out of this apartment building if I could, if I didn't have sleep paralysis at the time. But I'm like, okay, these two creatures, whatever they are, ghosts, demons, they're probably going to kill me now. So that's okay. This is how it ends. But I actually blinked and they disappeared and I could suddenly move again, which was the really weird thing. Up until this point, I blinked and I couldn't move, but all of a sudden when I saw these two figures, whatever they were, it was almost like they weren't supposed to be seen, and when I blinked and they disappeared, I could suddenly move again, and it could very well just be an artifact of still being somewhat asleep, my body at least being asleep, but my mind not being asleep. To this day, I still can't explain what I saw, what those things were, but when I say I saw something... In my apartment that looked ominous. I mean, I saw something in my apartment that looked ominous. After that, the activity actually kind of slowed down for a little bit from what I remember. But I had night terrors on at least two more separate occasions after that. And that was kind of the really, really weird thing. There was one night, again, fell asleep on the futon, as I do, as I still do to this very day. And I had a weird nightmare that I imagined there was something in my apartment, based on true events at this point, obviously. But I'll never forget the dream I had, again, because it was a waking dream. I was still somewhat functional and somewhat awake. I had a dream that a friend came over to visit me at my apartment. And for whatever reason, my futon was like a bunk bed. It was one stacked on top of another, with the ladder connecting it, any kind of old-school-looking bunk bed you could think of. And in my dream, I just got this feeling that there was something, again, ominous in this living room. There was something in there with me, and I couldn't see it. I didn't know what it was. But I could just tell there was just a very eerie feeling about everything. And again, I'm still in that half-awake, half-asleep dream state at this point. So in this dream, and I cannot stress how very, very real this felt... I felt something climbing this imaginary ladder on this imaginary bunk bed, but I could feel something breathing next to me in my ear. And again, this is in the waking world. I could feel something up against my right ear, and I'm not even kidding. Again, I'm going to say that a lot because I know it sounds unbelievable what I experienced in this apartment building, but I actually heard something whisper in my ear and it was very gibberish sounding it didn't make any sense but it was very much a <laughs> like any kind of demonic sounding voice you could think of basically and it felt so real that I actually remember thinking to myself whatever is standing to my right next to me whatever is leaning in next to me it's about to get hit so I actually cocked my elbow and I shot it out Because if something was there, it was getting hit. I didn't know who or what it was, but if something was there, it was going down. As you can imagine, I caught air. There was nothing there. And again, to this day, I still don't know what that was. But at this point, rather than thinking I had a normal ghost in this apartment, I honestly started wondering if there was something demonic going on here. And again, you have to have a certain set of beliefs to even believe that demons exist. Much like ghosts. Maybe you do believe, maybe you don't. That's not my call to make. That's up to you and your own personal set of beliefs. But at this point, it was very clear that the activity escalated beyond just turning my radio on when I was gone to work. Now, around this time, there was a seminar happening that was sponsored by Penn State at the State Theater in Downtown State College. It featured Ryan Buell from Paranormal State, the show that was on A&E, and keep in mind that was the Penn State Paranormal Research Society on that show, so Ryan was back home doing a seminar, and he actually brought along with him Rob Demarest from Ghost Hunters International, and it was really cool. I got to hang out with them beforehand, and I told them about what I was experiencing in this apartment. And Ryan actually wanted to come investigate. They were very, very intrigued at what I found, at the experiences I had. And it got very close to the point where I think they were going to come out and maybe not shoot an episode of the TV show, but at least come out and investigate. I wish it happened to this day. It never actually did, because I wasn't in State College for too long after this point, but I would have loved to have someone come along, take a look, do a paranormal investigation, document all the stuff I found. That would be really, really cool. But around this time, after this seminar happened, and they both had great evidence. It was evidence that you wouldn't see on their TV shows. It was personal evidence they had caught on their own, in their own private paranormal investigations. And it was very, very convincing to even the most hardened skeptic. But I was in State College for maybe only about six more months at this point. I wasn't there for too much longer. I had left for WXCY later on the next year in May. But the apartment before I did move out, and we're nearing about 25 minutes, I want to wrap this up very, very soon. Of course, that's before the edits, like I always say. But the weirdest experience I had happened probably right before I moved out. And again, I fell asleep on the futon. This all kind of revolves around the futon. Maybe the futons haunted, but I still have it. And there's been no activity in my apartment here in Havita Grace at all. But again, I had fell asleep on the futon. And I remember in this dream I had, again, a night terror. Three accounts of night terrors over the years in this apartment building. Nothing before, nothing since. This... To this date, most recent and last occurrence of night terrors I had was the weirdest. Because in this dream, I remember there was an eerie, weird glow in the living room. There was nothing red in my living room that could have lit up the room like it was in this dream. It was like a pulsing red light. Think about the way an exit sign would flood and flash red light all over a darkened room. Basically, it was kind of like that. And I remember thinking in this dream, this Night Terror, that there was something evil there with me. I couldn't see it, but I could just sense there was something dark and something evil, something very ominous feeling in the living room with me. And I remember thinking in this dream, well, it's either going to be me, or it's either going to be this thing, and it ain't going to be me. So actually, in this dream... It was like something out of The Exorcist, almost, because I didn't quite say the power of Christ compels you or anything, but I remember thinking and saying out loud in this dream that basically by the power of my Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. I was like banishing something evil, a demonic presence. And again, you could say it was a dream. And again, I know this one definitely was more of a dream than the other ones were but it still felt very, very real, and I don't lucid dream really ever, so that was the really bizarre thing about all of this. So yeah, in this dream, I'm basically trying to banish a demon back to the darkest, deepest depths of hell, and I remember thinking I succeeded, which is weird, and again, I know this all sounds just fantastic and just, quite frankly, insane, I get that, but these are the actual experiences I had in this apartment. And anyway, at the conclusion of this dream, this night or whatever you want to refer to it as, I don't want to phrase it like this, but I really don't know how else to put it other than it felt like I got shot in the head by something. Maybe more like a taser being held to my head and someone turned on the taser because my head felt like there was an electrical fog in it I couldn't think, like, my thoughts had completely gone black and staticky at this point in time, and it really took a minute to really recover and fully wake back up again and wonder what had just happened. Like I said, I moved out not long after that happened. Again, not because I was weirded out or scared or anything, I had actually just moved to take a new job out here. But those were the very, very strange experiences. I had at my apartment in Belfont, Pennsylvania. Now, what I think actually happened is that, again, it was an old house built in the 1900s. Someone may have died there because, again, this was back in the very old days when you still maybe had funerals in the living room, and it would explain why the living room was as big as it was. Maybe people still did viewings in the house at this point in time. That part, I don't know, it's just a theory. And I think the laundry room had the staircase leading up to my bedroom. I think it may have been the maid's quarters at that point in time. Again, very big old house. They probably had a maid, I'm just guessing. So that was probably the maid's chambers. And if I recall correctly, back in those days, the maid, the help, whatever term you want to use, they weren't really allowed to interact with the owners of the home. If I remember correctly, I do believe I've read that in old accounts and stories and whatnot. So it may have been a way for them to get back to their room, their quarters, without being seen. And there was a dumbwaiter system in the house at one point, because in my closet, boarded off at the bottom, it looked like a very small area where a dumbwaiter elevator could have sent something up don't know for sure but that's what it looked like so i really do believe at one point this laundry room area may have been even the kitchen where the maid would have cooked i would love to have seen pictures of what the house looked like as far as i know there's not any so if any of my friends back in central pennsylvania back in the state college Belfon area know if there are those pictures that exist by all means let me know i would love to see those i've looked online and I can't even find any older pictures of the house, just what it looked like after I had already moved in. But anyway, those are my experiences. You could believe them. You could tell me I'm nuts, whatever you want to say. But I know what I went through in the seven years I lived in that apartment building. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Let me know if you believe in ghosts. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've had an experience. Please let me know in the comments on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to. I would love to hear about your experiences as well. So until next week, be safe, take care of yourselves, and most importantly, have a great one. Feedback is always welcome. Drop a comment and remember to subscribe so you get new episodes first. You have been listening to Jeff on the Hunt with Jeff Hunt.